Okay, let's get right back to the scriptures again here. So let's we're looking at how to be healed. So here we go. Uh, I want us to go to Second Kings uh, chapter five here. We'll pick up with a story here. Now these stories they're not mythological. They're not uh, stories that never happened. I mean these these things actually took place. That's the beauty about our Bible. It's historical. I mean they're all the time trying to tell us that Genesis is not true. Well, if it's not true, you can just throw Jesus out the window because he quoted from Genesis more than any other book. Uh, they, they always hide behind laughter and always you know, just say that they, that their science their science is on their side. No, it's not. Science is on our side. They give credit to somebody else for thinking the world was round. No, Isaiah knew the world was round. I mean, long before uh, Aristotle and all that bunch. Whatever. Anyway, here we go. Let's get back to this. So, how to be healed? Here we go. I'm at Second Kings, uh, historically here, chapter five. And let's take a look at something here. Okay, so now we see the king of Syria. Well, I've never, that nation never existed. Yeah, it did too. It's still out there today. Had high admiration for Naaman, the commander-in-chief of his army, for he had led his troops to many glorious victories. Now, hold on just a moment here. Uh, another thing about Second Kings here, this, this story right here, Jesus referenced it. Well, let me tell you what, a liar, liar, pants on fire. I mean, what's Jesus doing referencing a story that never existed? Well, think about today's date, you know. Your calendar is dated after a man by the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, something shook the world uh, in <laughs> 2,023 years ago. And uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so here we go. Let's get back to this. So anyway, so uh, Naaman was uh, commander-in-chief of his army. All right. He had led his troops to many glorious victories. He was a great hero, but he was a leper. Oh, my gosh. Things are going great for you, but, yeah, you know, something's always out there to put you down. I feel sick. I'm not doing good. You know, my back's hurting, neck's hurting, this is hurting, that's hurting. You know, well, just woe is me. It's just part of life, whatever. Well, you could think that way, and you're going to be hopeless because you don't have any hope. But look what happened here. Bands of Syrians had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a little girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. Now, uh, in Second Kings here, the historically, uh, what was going on, Israel's worshiping idols, so they're getting the tar beat out of them, okay? And anyway, and so uh, a little servant, a little girl, a little Israelite girl is captured, and she's given to this commander's wife. All right, but anyway, obviously she must have liked where she was, because notice what she does here. And, I, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. I mean, you just pick out whatever translation you want. You know, they're going to get you in the same place. That, you know, just, just keep reading. The key to the scripture is read. All right, here we go. So uh, look what she says. One day, the little girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet uh, in Samaria. He would recover him of his leprosy. Now, whoa, uh, hold on just a minute. That's not anything I've heard before in the Bible Belt. We always say how God's not going to heal somebody, especially because they don't go to our church. Well, do you imagine this general? Uh, was he going to their church? Heck no. <laughs> There's all kind of reasons you'll come up with because all your regions will always tell you, no, it's not going to happen. It's not for you. Well, why did this little girl not know that the answer here was going to be no? That's because she knew who God was. Just as a little girl, we'll just say, you know, she's got to be under 10 years old. But even if she was older than 10, look what she retained here. She knew that this prophet would recover this guy from his leprosy. Wow. Anyway, so Naaman, verse 4, goes on. Naaman told the king uh, what the little girl had said. Now, you can see right there that apparently Naaman's like, I've had enough of this leprosy. And Naaman already figured out that, you know what, I'm going to do it. Anyway, so here's what goes on, verse 5. 
go and visit the prophet, the king told him. I will send a letter of introduction uh, for you to the king of Syria. Now, I want to remind you, the king of Syria is really basically, excuse me, the king of Israel. I'll send a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. The king of Israel was, I mean, good grief. This guy worshipped idols. He, he certainly didn't know anything about God. Okay, and that's the reason they were in such trouble. But anyway, so Naaman started out taking gifts of $20,000 in silver, 60000 in gold, 10 suits of clothing. Notice he's taking all this money. He's planning on it. He figures, i got to pay this guy. You know what? I mean, you know, If you know the story, he didn't pay a dime. Matter of fact, the prophet wouldn't take anything. You know, healing's free. But we're the ones that are paying out the nose for it because we think we're not going to get it. We think we've got to live this perfect life. we got to do this, 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 this to be able to get God's favor, favor, favor. And that's just not true, you know. Oh, well, here we go. Let's keep reading. The letter said, uh, excuse me, the letter to the king of Israel said, uh, this man bringing this letter is my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Well, the next verse says, when the king of Israel read it, he tore his clothes and said, this man sends me a leper to heal. Am I God that I can kill and give life? Now, interesting enough, you know, that king did know that the only person who's going to heal this guy is God. Well, anyway, let's keep going. He's only trying to get an excuse to invade us again. But when Elisha, the prophet, heard about the king of Israel's plight, he sent a message to him. Why are you so upset? Now, th- again, look at the look at his uh, response here. Elisha here, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, bring him to me. I mean, now, wait a minute. It may not work. You can't put God in a box. Oh, we've put him in a box, all right. We put him in a box that says he won't help me if I'm sick. We've got him where... He's not going to help you with a cold. He's not going to help you with a sore throat. Not going to help you. I mean, it's all not going to help you. Not going to help you. Not going to help you. And that's ridiculous. And we've done that ourselves. It's certainly not the Lord. Anyway, so uh, Elijah had sent a note to the king of Israel saying, hey, send it to me. I'll take care of this. You know. All right. So here we go. Uh, Let's see. He goes on to say, send Naaman to me. Notice this. And he will learn that there is a true prophet of God here in Israel. Notice this. He's going to learn. I mean, it's kind of like, well, it's only a one-time event. No, he's going to learn. This is what you can do. Wow. So Naaman arrived with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elijah, Elisha's home. Uh, Elisha sent out a message uh, to go out to him to go wash in the Jordan seven times, and he would be healed of every trace of leprosy. Notice even Elisha didn't even go outside. He said, hey, just go jump in the lake. Go jump in the lake seven times. Well, if you know the story, let's read the next verse. (laughs) Naaman was angry and stalked away. You know, sometimes we think, well, I lost my cool. I was driving, you know, so I can forget the Lord healing me of that uh, back problem I've got. You know, I blew the horn at somebody. I said something nasty to somebody. Oh, really? Really? That's just more excuses to say why you're not going to get healed. Excuse after excuse we give. Anyway, notice that's not going to stop this guy. You know the story. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Jesus already told us that this guy got healed. We're reading it. Here we go. Look, he said, I thought he would at least come out and talk to me. I expected him to wave his hand over the leper and call upon the name of uh, the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the Abana and the Farpar River of Damascus better than all the rivers of Israel put together? If it's rivers I need, I'll wash it home and get rid of my leprosy. So he went away in a rage. I mean, he really did lose his cool here, didn't he? I mean, his officers that are with him are going to try to say, hey, look, come on, just do it anyway. Anyway, but his officers tried to reason with him and said, if the prophet had told you to do some do do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? 
So certainly you should obey. So so you should certainly obey him when he says simply to go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to Jordan. Notice this is going to work. Again, I just can't help but make the point here that, well, you know, uh, it it didn't work for me because, you know, uh, I'm such a bad person or God knows all my secret sins, which we always pick apart ourselves. We go, well, I'm probably sinning and don't know it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, instead of talking about how great our God is, we're talking all the time about how bad we are. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere degrading yourself all the time. We already know it. As a matter of fact, Paul, the Apostle Paul said he was chief of all sinners. So you can forget getting that lowest position. He already claimed it. He's got it. And even in his lowest position, uh, he still knew he was redeemed. All right, here we go. Back to verse 14. So Naaman, wow, he went down to the Jordan River. River. He dipped himself seven times as the prophet told him to, and his flesh came as healthy as a little child, and he was healed. Wow. Again, Jesus referenced this story right here. You know, Jesus, when we, if we had time, you can go read it for yourself in Luke chapter 4. He was talking about this in his own home church, and they got so mad at him, they took him outside, took him to a cliff, and were going to push him off. Richard, I never heard that story. Well, that's how far away you've gotten from the Bible. That story is true. I mean, Jesus actually said, using this story right here, he, he said, you're going to ask me and say, physician, heal thyself. What you did in Capernaum, do here in your own hometown. Oh, my gosh. They were so mad at him, you know. And you can be mad at the Lord, too. You can be so mad saying, well, he's not going to heal me. He's not going to help me with my, I, I hurt my finger real bad, or I got this problem, I got that problem, I got cancer, or whatever. Yeah, and just, well, just stay mad at him. But I'm telling you, this healing is simple. It's very simple. It's between you and the Lord, not you and your pastor. Between you and the Lord, you go to the Lord. You pray to your father in secret, and he will reward you openly. All right, here we go. Back to this story. But anyway, uh, Naaman said, I know at last. Uh, no, excuse me. Let me back up here. Uh, then he and his entire party went back to find the prophet. They stood humbly before him, and Naaman said, I know at last that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Now, please accept my gift. Now, think about this. Naaman, where did the glory go? All to God. I mean, he was he was just having a hoot, Nanny. He was so happy. I mean, wouldn't you, if you had skin problems, and all of a sudden you got your flesh back, your skin's fine? we got people today chasing their tail all the time, trying to get uh, problems that they have with their skin fixed and stuff, and not a one of them are going to the Lord. Oh, yeah, they all go to church. I got that. And they'll get mad at you just like they got mad at Jesus at his hometown. Go, well, you don't think I pray, you know? Well, I personally think you don't pray because it's not prayer in front of other people. It's prayer between you and the Lord. You're the one that should be negotiating with him and telling him that I'm not going to take no for an answer. You know, But all the time we're telling other people, oh, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. And that's that not happened. Well, fine. You know, I, I don't have time to hear from you. You know, you just go to the Lord. Don't give up till you get it. That's the story of prayer. Remember the woman that lost a coin, Jesus said? She lost the coin. She kept looking and looking and looking, and she finally found it. Then she called her friends over so that they would celebrate with her, you know. Anyway, here we go. So, but notice what Elijah said about these gifts. But Elijah replied, I swear by Jehovah my God that I will not accept them. Naaman urged him to take them, but but he absolutely refused. Well, Naaman said, all right, but please give me two mule loads of earth to take back with me. Now, what's going on here? See, much of the time we don't... 
And we don't have a clue what happened in this story. Look at this. Two mule loads. What? Yeah, he wanted two dump trucks full of something. Watch this. Watch this. Of earth to take back with me. Why? Now, remember, he had a terrible skin problem. He's gone now. He's well. All right, anyway. Let me have this to take back with me. And from now on, I will never again uh, offer any burnt offerings or sacrifices to any other God except the Lord. Now, wait a minute. What if healing is just temporary? What if Naaman here come down with something else? Would he be doing this saying, well, it only works for leprosy. It doesn't work for everything else. Uh, it works for everything. Praise the Lord. David even said it in Psalm 103, who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. We're the ones who, who put restrictions on it, not God. All right, here we go. So anyway, notice this. Uh, so he says, I want two mule loads of dirt so I can take home and I'm going to start worshiping the Lord. And remember, he wanted the dirt that he knew where the God of Israel lived. Of course, we know he's everywhere. All right, here we go. Verse 18. However, watch this. See, some people don't even know this is in there. Look how wonderful this is. However, may the Lord pardon me this one thing. Boy, in the Bible Belt, we don't pardon anybody. We just say, well, you're not going to our church because you do whatever. Uh, you can't get the Lord's help because of whatever. We got all these rules, regulations, and stuff. We're, we're, we're horrible when it comes down to this. All these things. Well, I'm not going to get healed because of this. I'm not going to get healed because of that. All these things. Now, notice this. Look what Naaman said. And Naaman knew it. Look what he says. Now, hey, uh, may the Lord pardon me of this one thing. When my master, the king. Now, remember, his king is not the king of Israel. Uh, he's the king of Syria. So they're going to have other gods. Watch this. When my master, go, the king, goes into the temple of the god of Rimmon to worship there and leans on my arm, may the Lord pardon me when I bow too. <laughs> Can you believe this? Well, let's, let's get what Elijah says. Let's see if Elijah says, well, heck no, you can forget it, and now you're going to get sick again. No, no, no. Look what he says. All right, Elijah said, and Naaman started home again. Oh, my goodness. Elisha's speaking for the Lord. He says, all right. Why? Because Naaman's heart was right. He knew that God of Rimmon was no God. Otherwise, he'd already been healed of his leprosy. No, the God of Israel is who healed him, praise the Lord. Remember Psalm 20. I use Psalms everywhere in the, in the, in the scriptures. You read, but Psalm 20 says, may the God of Jacob defend thee. Praise the Lord. Healing's easy to figure out. It all belongs to you. Just get out there and start trusting the Lord. Watch him heal you.